Hey friend, and welcome to the Hair Goals Podcast. The Hair Goals Podcast is brought to you by Salt Society, a hair and business community serving the beauty industry with salon business coaching, hair education, and personal development mentoring. The Hair Goals Podcast is your weekly dose of powerful education from coaches on our team, industry leaders, and stylists just like you. So let's reach those goals together because your success is ours. Welcome back to the Hair Goals Podcast. Uh, I'm Sarah, Salt's Marketing Manager and Coach. And on here, we also have Ashley, our Salt Administration Director and Business Coach. Hey, Ash. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Hi. So today we're going to be chatting about one of the biggest problem areas that we hear from salon owners, um, and that is how to actually create a profitable business. Um, this year, especially if you are a small business, you've most likely taken some, you know, really big hits um, financially and just getting back on your feet can seem like so overwhelming if you have no idea where to start. Um, so the good news with this is that this is the perfect time to dive into what's working with your business and what's not actually working in your business and then create new goals um, from there with a strategy. So today we're kind of going to go over um, that strategy and different steps on how you can create a more profitable business. Um, so I I guess I'm just going to start off this little chat um, and just say that I think it's really important and the biggest thing is to really understand your numbers, like where you are currently with your finances as a business. Um, Because in order to grow your business financially, you really need to be able to invest back into it. So, you know, aka uh, the more business that you bring in and the more financial um, income that you bring in, the more financial freedom you'll have to put into the business to elevate the experience of your clients and your staff. Um, And having worked on the back end of Salt Hair and Salt Society for years now, both of us, um, we truly do understand the importance of really understanding your numbers and setting goals for yourself and your business and your staff. Um, So one of the ways that we help salon owners in our salon consulting program actually is to actually do a full financial breakdown um, of their business currently. So what we do is we really kind of look into what your net income is along with your yearly expenses and really figure out how much your business needs to make all the way down to the hour in order to reach your new financial goals. Um, And it doesn't just stop there. Um, Once you have like all of that figured out and you have a good idea of what you want that goal to be, um, there are so many different things that you can do inside of your business that can really bring in more additional income. Um, So I'm going to pass it off to Ashley because one of those first things is to really dive in and create individual goals for stylists and team members. So Ash, you want to take it, take it away? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So like Sarah was saying, the most important way that you can kind of really pinpoint where your numbers are coming from and really kind of motivate your team is goal setting for your team. I think 
this can be a very overwhelming process. Where do I start? Where do I begin? I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and I think the very first step in this process is it's very important to determine or to find out what motivates your staff and what keeps them motivated. Um, typically this can be and probably most likely will be different for every employee that you hire. So it's very important to find out on an individual basis what motivates them, what keeps them going. Um, is it they like to be told how many services or products they need to perform or do they resonate better with dollar amounts and how much, how much income they need to bring in. Um, I think so that is step one. Um, step two would be to set tangible short-term goals mixed with long-term financial goals. So one thing that we always hear is the stylist burnout or um, team burnout, low team morale, and it's really, it's really motivating your staff on an individual basis but then also motivating them as a team. So short-term goals, tangible, something that they can reach quickly within a matter of, say, a week. If you set a weekly goal or a daily goal or a monthly goal and really have all of those goals accumulate to this like bigger picture financial goal. So example for us at SALT, all employees um, on a stylist level start at the same starting rate. And then goals are based off of their individual performance. So for the first six months with any new hire, that's really where we determine where their benchmark numbers are so that we have a starting point and a place to build from there. Um, because everybody's benchmark is not going to be the same because everybody is bringing in um, a different, everybody's coming into your business at a different level. So it's really just important to meet them where they are currently and then to grow from there instead of trying to put everybody on the same benchmark, I think is, is huge. Um, so yeah, and again, like Sarah said, this is something that we really kind of take a lot of time in cultivating and it looks different for everybody's business. It looks different for every employee that you have. So this is kind of something that we really dive into in detail um, and just making sure that, that we really are customizing this exactly to, to what your business needs financially as well as what your stylists need. Um, okay, so the next topic that we can kind of touch upon is inventory management. So I know that we, I think Nicole and I actually had talked about this in our um, house party series that we, that we did um, during quarantine, but really with inventory man management, it's really making sure that you're not overbuying product or if you are overbuying product, how, how to kind of like reallocate those either products or funds in a different way. Um, so the main thing here is really, or the goal really, would be to try to keep your product sales as consistent with minimal ebbs and flows as possible. Um, consistent product sales, reliable product sales are really is what, when we start doing these financial breakdowns for salon owners, um, that is really what stands true. Like if you have that consistent income or that consistent expense, um, but if your products are kind of one month they're up here, one month they're down here, it's very hard to kind of project uh, down to, like Sarah was saying, what your hourly 
what your hourly rate needs to be if if your numbers are kind of all over the place. Um, and especially like Sarah was saying, this is a great time to to sit back and really recalculate what you're doing. Um, number one, does your team enjoy the products that they're selling? Do you as the salon owner enjoy the products that you're offering? Um, how are they selling? Are there certain products that are selling more of or not enough of? Um, and really kind of speak with your rep and talk about, again, reallocating those. Like if there's a certain product that is literally just not moving, um, and I'm sure Sarah can talk about that from like a marketing standpoint of like things that you can do um, to try to get that product to move. But I mean, I think it's, it's a good conversation to have to try to reallocate those funds, either have your rep buy them back and get something that you guys are actually using. Um, but in terms of inventory management, overbuying is a huge is a huge problem that can affect your bottom line, um, as well as the inconsistent product sales. And again, this does go into back into goal setting for your team and your staff individually. Um, but yeah, those are those are like the two biggest things. Then Sarah, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about um, like specialties from a marketing standpoint, pricing structure, like all of that. Um, yeah, so I do think it's important to preface to Ash that inventory management, um, it's obviously going over what your team is selling retail wise. So with take home um, products, but also the back bar stuff. So right. I know that you and Nicole have created really great systems in the salon for kind of knowing what the team as a whole is using and how to track that. So you're not overbuying, you're not over ordering, you're not ordering the same things every week and then have an abundance of it in the stock room where it's just kind of like sitting there for sitting you. There. We all know that, you know, products expire after a certain amount of time. So it's kind of important to make sure that not just from a financial standpoint that you're not, you know, buying all of this extra stuff, um, but also from like, I guess, a healthy chemical <laughs> standpoint that also, <laughs> I, think, I don't really know how to work that level. <laughs> yeah, that you don't have all of these, you know, chemicals that are just kind of sitting, um, in the back room or on your shelves, on your retail shelves. Um, in terms of kind of pushing that from a marketing standpoint, there's definitely so many ways that you can talk about the products of, you know, and take home products that you're trying to like, quote unquote, sell your clients, but in a very organic way. I mean, at Salt, all of the retail that we carry is organic and has the same mission and values as our company culture as a whole. So it's, it's very easy for our stylists to, while they have a client in the chair, to talk um, upon these products because they themselves use them and we all love them so much. So that definitely makes it easier. But in terms of, you know, marketing them in other ways, I mean, social media is such a great 
starting place to start like building that client relationship in general, but that relationship also with the products that you're trying to sell. So, I mean, if you kind of look at those retail lines and make a list of all of the things that you love about them, because clearly you do, if you're deciding you want to carry those lines in your space, making a list of all the things that you love about them and really showcasing those things in your social media. Um, also educating potential clients or current clients on how to use those take home products and why it's so important because you know, we never want to send anyone home and them not love their hair literally a week later because they're using, you know, whatever was on sale at stop and shop that week um, for shampoo. So really educating them on why you love it, why you use it, and why you recommend it, which is because you actually really care about their hair. Um, so I also wanted to dive into, and Ash, I'll probably have you kind of dive into this too, yeah. um, but also this kind of all goes back to those, again, underlining finance um, goals, but really kind of looking at your services and your price menu um, and figuring out whether or not those align with the demographic in your area, with what other salons are offering in your area, um, what your salon or specific stylist specialize in, um, because all of that is obviously also going to um, change what types of goals that you're giving your employees, but also, you know, the, the underlying end goal, um, your, your total business goal. Um, so Ash, I don't, do you want to talk about that a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Um, so like Sarah was saying, I really, and I hate to, I hate to like position it in this way, but I really do think that there is something to be said about, like the services that you offer in the pricing structure um, based off of where you are, um, like Sarah said, demographically and like what, who your clients are. And I think um, like, as I'm sure Sarah, um, you've heard Sarah talk about before, but you really should pinpoint like who you're marketing to or who you're selling these products to, who's going to be using these products in order to, or who's going to be like, who you're going to be doing these services on essentially um, to determine like what your prices are. So example, if you're in this college town and your demographic is that of a college student, you're, you're not going to be charging super high prices because that's not like a college student can't afford those. So I really think there is something to be said about just keeping those in mind um, as well as keeping your, like what the salons in your area are charging. Again, I don't necessarily think it means, well, you know, Sally's salon down the street is only charging X, Y, and Z for the service. So I can't charge more than that. Um, I think that's really where your specialties and what your salon focuses on really comes into play um, and really positioning yourself as we are the experts, I guess we'll say, like in this department. And this is why based off of continuing education or client experience or the amenities that we're able to offer, like all of those things really do play into, into your pricing structure. Um, 
the services that you offer and if there are specialties within those. Um, I also think from, from a marketing standpoint or from a pricing structure standpoint, if there is something that you specialize in or that your salon wants to focus on, I think really highlighting that and showcasing that on your price menu is so beneficial. Um, so example for us at Salt Hair, we're a custom color or creative color focused salon. So on our price menu, all of those custom creative colors are packaged together in a bundle. So example, we'll take balayage for example. Our balayages include um, a gloss, a customized consultation, um, a bond builder, like a blow dry. We include all of these things. Um, because that is truly like what we focus on and that's really what we specialize in versus um, like a single standing haircut, like all of those things. Not that we don't perform those services or that we can't perform those services, but we're not known for those services. So yes, we do offer them. However, they just look a little bit different or they're positioned a little bit differently on our price menu than our balayage or creative color services are. Right. And that's not to um, say that if your salon specializes in cutting or, you know, you love to do root touch-ups, maybe. I don't know. That doesn't mean that just because it's a lower ticketed item that you can't um, showcase that as your specialty. But yeah. obviously, you know, higher ticketed services um, at the end of the day are going to help you meet those you know, hourly goals. Um, but again, it depends on what you're specializing in because if you're specializing in haircutting, then you're most likely going to be really great at it, be very educated in it and be able to charge a higher price point for that specialized service versus, you know, maybe a salon up the road that doesn't specialize in cutting. So it really is all about how you are positioning yourself and your business um, and how you're marketing it on, you know, your website uh, social media, um, and even throughout other client communication um, that's happening, whether it's through your front desk or, you know, if people are reaching out to your stylist directly, um, that definitely, definitely all plays into that same, same marketing strategy. Um, all right. Well, I think that covered a lot of what we were going to chat about today. Um, I hope that this was useful information for you, like Ashley had said throughout, um, throughout this episode, we do offer a program that dives into all of these things on a way more um, personal level in our salon consulting program, which is a one-on-one -on -one program that we, that we have with salon owners across the country, um, and actually even in other countries now that I right. <laughs> um, We've had a few in Dubai and Canada, um, which is just so amazing. So we definitely would love to hear from you um, if, you know, you ever need any help or support with, you know, leveling up your business in any way, whether it's, you know, policies, creating a company culture, marketing, um, so many things. So never hesitate to reach out to us on social media through Salt Society's Instagram page, um, or you can always email us at support at saltsocietyeducation.com. 
um, to get started or just to chat and ask questions. Um, but we hope to have you all back here very soon and eventually talk to you in the future. Thanks so much, Ash, for joining me today. Oh, anytime, Sarah. It's my pleasure. <laughs> we, really, <laughs> we really do love chatting, don't we? We really do. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, have a great day, and thanks again for joining this episode. See you later.